This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are now tuned in to the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast, where we discuss living for the kingdom of God while living in the culture. I'm your host, Sharla Walker. I'm a pediatric nurse practitioner, wife, daughter, sister, auntie, and friend. And I am on the journey of producing and fulfilling every purpose that God saw for me before the beginning of time. And I want you on this journey with me. Each week, we are going to discuss how to apply God's word to our everyday lives. Get ready for some word, some gems, and a few laughs along the way. Now let's start the show. This episode of the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast is brought to you by The Society. The Society is our online community for women of faith who are looking for a safe space to be encouraged, educated, and empowered. The Society is hosted by myself, Tatum Tamia of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast, Kavaya Watrice of the She Who Is Called app, and Rosalind Renee of the Therapy as a Christian podcast. Y'all look. This community is so rich and it really has something for everyone. If you're an entrepreneur, Tatum has business trainings every month and has built an amazing resource library. And almost every month we have a number of like funding opportunities and all of this just wonderful information together. We even have a place for us to share our businesses so we can work with each other. If you are struggling with time management and productivity, Rosalind's going to snatch you together, okay? She does these Monday productivity minutes that have been blessed in my life. If you're looking for practical ways to walk by faith, Kavaya is out here dropping big gems. And of course, I'm out here teaching live Bible studies every two weeks. And that don't even touch our quarterly challenges, corporate fasts, live events, and so much more. One thing I've learned about the society is that given the opportunity, we are always going to glorify God and we always going to go to brunch, okay? We be brunching out here. Houston be turning up. Atlanta be turning up. Okay, like we are out here glorifying God, Bibles and brunch. Okay, so if you are in need of a safe space of like minded women of faith, start your two week free trial of the society today by clicking the link in the show notes or going to www.blessedandbossedupsociety.com. Welcome to another episode of the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast. Today we are discussing no condemnation in Christ. And I know that that sounds a little cliche, but I promise y'all, this is a very necessary conversation, okay? 
Before we get started, I want to remind y'all, make sure that y'all are subscribed to the show, you subscribe to the podcast, and make sure you take your faith assessment quiz. This quiz is going to really help you identify where you are in your walk with God, and I have some amazing resources to help you no matter what season you're in. I want to really start equipping women with the tools necessary to move deeper in their relationship with God and to really start walking in their purpose. So make sure that you click the link in the show notes. If you're watching on YouTube, you can click the link in the show description and y'all get to it, child, okay? Get to getting. So let's talk condemnation and conviction. This really was something that came up when I was teaching in the society. We were talking about discipline. And what was really interesting to me was that I had kind of took a survey of the women in the community Shout out to the Blessed and Bossed Up Society. If y'all need a community, pull up and tell your friends to pull up, okay? We were having Bible study. And so I asked them, like, what's the first thing that comes to mind when you hear the word discipline? And I had a wide range of responses, anywhere from rigid to isolation to like authoritative. I mean, none of them were good, right? And As I was studying, what God revealed to me is that his discipline is a sign of his love for us. Revelation 3, I believe 319 says that God disciplines those whom he loves. And because we live in a fallen world and because we may not have had the best examples of what loving discipline looks like, we have these negative connotations when it comes to discipline when it comes to correction. Because we are wrapped in flesh, child, we are going to fall. (laughs) Like stumble, fall. It happens. We are wrapped in flesh. There's a scripture in the Bible that I love. I can't think of the exact location right now, but where Paul's like, I try to do, like, it seems like the harder I try, the worse off I get. My flesh be out here cutting up. It's a Charlotte Living translation. Like, you know, I be trying to do what's right, but then I be trying to do what's right. When I try to do it, it don't be given what it's supposed to have gave. And basically, I need to surrender to Christ. And so even if someone like Paul, who was like, ride or die for the Lord, if he struggles in that area, we need to understand that it's something that is going to impact us as well. We all fall short of the glory of God. That's period. If we were perfect, then Jesus wouldn't have had to come. And so the real piece that's critical to understand is that when we sin, so you're saved, right? You believe in Jesus Christ. He lords over your life. Despite that, there still is the issue of us continuing to sin, right? Because we all fall short. God is still God. He is still holy and darkness and light cannot exist in the same place. So as a contingency plan or as a lifeline so that we can stay and remain connected to him, God has given us repentance. So, and to repent means to turn away from, to change your mind about, and because your mind has changed, you no longer do that thing. And a lot of times, repentance comes from the conviction of the Holy Spirit. So those reels that you see where it's like, uh-uh, take that down, that don't represent me, nothing we got going on, that is conviction. It's loving, but it's authoritative. It's going to bring you closer to God and it's going to cause you to do a self-examination for you to really understand where the mishap happened. And then you ask God to one, forgive you 
because that brings us back into connection with him because lightness and dark cannot exist in the same place. So when we sin, we need to repent and we need the Holy Spirit to convict us so that way we don't stray away from God yet again, right? There's a a term in the Bible called reprobate where you're just so far gone in your mind that you're no longer sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And the scripture says that God just like let them out. All right, go ahead. And that's considered reprobate. You don't want that. You want to remain sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And when you feel convicted because you came up short, that's literally what sin means. It means to miss the mark. When you miss the mark in an area, the conviction of the Holy Spirit that calls you to turn course or that causes you to really course correct or seek God or get in the word so you can move different, that conviction is a sign that God is with you and that he loves you because the Bible says that he corrects those whom he loves. The issue is that we've had so many like negative experiences. We've been impacted by people misappropriating their discipline towards us as kids, as adults. Because we live in a fallen world, a lot of time the enemy will take things, well, everything he takes and tries to make a counterfeit. And he will take what God meant for good and turn it for evil. So when you think of discipline, you think of guilt, shame, isolation, but those are signs of condemnation. Okay. So let's recap conviction again. Conviction means by definition to correct or to judge. When you feel conviction or the conviction of God, know that he's with you and he loves you and you have the Holy Spirit because ain't no conviction without the Holy Spirit. So you know that when God is speaking to you, You know the Holy Spirit resides on the inside of you, and you know that God loves you because his word says that he corrects those whom he loves. That is conviction. You may feel like, oh man, God, I would, you know, my bad. There's a level of like, like I really did not want to disappoint you that you may experience, but you do not feel isolated. You don't feel hopeless. You don't feel shamed. You don't feel like there's no way out, et cetera. You are saying, okay, God. I repent. Thank you for loving me enough to correct me. And you move on. And that is through the Holy Spirit. Condemnation is something that a lot of us struggle with. And it's because we are out of position. So by definition, and the Greek definition of the word condemnation means penalty. And more specifically, it means that you receive the exact sentence that's handed down after due process or after judgment and you're found guilty. So it means that condemnation by definition is you're paying the penalty for what you did. That's condemnation. Condemnation is the disease, but the symptoms that we associate with it are isolation, rigidity, right? Being rigid, feeling like you can't make a mistake. That's not conviction. There's freedom in God. There's love, there's peace. So you can't have rigidity and have freedom in the same place. They cannot coexist. That's not in character with God. So the condemnation is that rigidity, the isolation, the guilt, the shame, the hopelessness. And it comes directly from the enemy. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And what happens is when we feel condemnation, we feel shame. We oftentimes will isolate ourselves. God's not turning from you. His word says that he will never leave you or forsake you. So when there is a distance 
in between God and us, it's because of something that we have done. And it's our duty and our job to pursue a relationship with God because it's our flesh by default that does things to separate us. Even when you think about the fall in Genesis, it was Adam's actions that caused the separation. God then, because darkness and light cannot exist in the same place, put them out the garden, but he immediately came up with a plan to get us back in relationship with him through the work of Jesus. And so God is in a relentless pursuit of us. We all sing the reckless love, like chases me down, fights till I'm found, leave the 99. That same God would not make you isolated. That same God would not guilt you or shame you. It goes against his character. So this is how we know that condemnation comes straight from the enemy. The Bible calls him the accuser and the accusations and the condemnation from the enemy will leave us feeling broken spiritually and emotionally. And when he can get us in that place, we're now oftentimes not in community because we're isolating ourselves. So no one can even intercede or pray for us. We are not seeking after God because we feel so shame. We feel so bad, so unworthy that we're like, there's no way I could face him after I did X, Y, and Z, right? This is what condemnation looks like. And so it's important that you understand that that is a trick of the devil. He is using these things and planting these seeds so that you will remove yourself from the refuge and the relationship with God. This episode is brought to you by Anchored Media. Do you have a message that you want to share with the world, but you aren't exactly sure how to get it out there? Or have you been wrestling back and forth with the idea of starting a podcast, but then you just get overwhelmed thinking about it? Luxus, I absolutely get it. When I started my podcast, I quite frankly struggled with everything. I was talking way too long, child, and the intro went from non-existent to trash, and it just was not a good look. Thankfully, I attended Anchored Media's Find Your Voice Academy retreat for podcasters. Anchored Media has helped over 100 plus shows launch profitable podcasts. And during this three-day event, I learned everything I needed to start and relaunch my podcast from choosing the right tools and equipment, making my message marketable, and how to make money from my podcast. I even left with my first episode recorded using all of my new tools and skills. Podcasting is such a great way to build confidence in your voice, to multiply your income, and to build an engaged audience. If you are ready to get over your fear of speaking and start your own podcast, then you need to join CEO Tatum Tamia and Anchored Media on Thursday, April 7th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the Find Your Voice Academy open house to learn how you can attend the next one. You can sign up today at anchoredmedia.com slash open house. That's A-N-C-H-O-R-E-D-M-E-D-I-A dot com slash O-P-E-N-H-O-U-S-E. Now let's get back to the show. Furthermore, there's no way that you could be condemned. We can't pay the penalty. Not righteously. That's why Jesus had to come. The penalty is not yours to pay. And so when you feel condemnation, it's because the enemy has taken the perspective or the strength from your ability to be in right standing with God through the work of Jesus to you're the worst and you're, he's, God's never going to love you right? He wants you to remove yourself from position because he wants to be able to wreak havoc in your life. 
That is the danger of condemnation. Condemnation, first of all, is not for us because we are not worthy of paying the penalty. Now, if you continue to sin and you do not repent, you are going to pay the price in judgment. Like you're going to go to hell. But for those of us who love the Lord and we're in constant pursuit of him and we make a mistake, there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. That is what Romans 8 and 1 tells us. It says there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. That does not mean that you won't make a mistake, but it means that you have the ability, the door is open, God has extended the lifeline for you to remain in connection with him. And the reason that the enemy uses condemnation is because he does not get that same lifeline extended to him. The enemy is going to hell. That is who hell was created for. Hell was not created for people. God does not want humans to go to hell. There's scriptures, I think it's 2 Peter 3 and 9, that talks about like God's being patient because he doesn't want anyone to perish. God did not create hell for us. But because we are in this world and because God gives us free choice, if you do not choose to be in, right, to abide in, to be in relationship with Christ Jesus, and you do not choose to walk according to the spirit and not according to your flesh, if you make those choices, the result is going to be you will be condemned to hell. But if you are walking with God, if you're walking with Christ and the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you, condemnation is not your portion. Condemnation is the penalty. We cannot pay the penalty. Jesus already paid it. Can you imagine like we went out to eat and I paid for your dinner and you was like, no, I'm going to pay it again. And they're like, ma'am, there's no bill for you to pay. I'm going to pay it again. Run it again. Right. That is what we look like. And we get frustrated and we feel like, you know, burdened and downtrodden. And God is simply saying, hey, like that's not even your portion. That's not even your position. The enemy is using that because he wants to separate you from God because he does not have the lifeline or he doesn't even have the ability to repent and be back in right standing with God. And he's angry with us because we get something that he will never have. Who are we? Right. And so it really, 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 really is so important that you understand conviction comes from the Holy Spirit. God loves you. That's why he is correcting you. That conviction is like a transformative thing. So I feel, you know, if I feel convicted, which this has happened because I didn't fuss my husband out and God says, you need to go apologize. And Charlotte doesn't necessarily like to apologize, but I'm going to be obedient. That then that interaction and the word that God has given me after that, when I read about my position as a wife and how I'm supposed to be a crown jewel on my husband's head and I'm supposed to support him and how, quite honestly, I would never let anybody in the street talk to him the way I'd be, I'd be wanting to talk to him sometimes, right? So how can someone whom I say I love with everything that I have I treat them kind of haphazardly, but would knock somebody's socks off if they tried to talk to him that way, right? And so that's the kind of introspection and the kind of transformation that will happen as you are spending time with God and the Holy Spirit's like, you can do better in this area. It's not get away from me. I never want to see you. 
you're the worst. Da, da, da. That's not how God approached me. He said, hey, girl, stop talking to my son like that. This is your husband. You're supposed to love him. Are you showing love? Because I'm love. So are you being a good representation of me to him? The gift that I gave you and your intelligent decision that you married because you made the choice. And once I collected my edges and gathered myself, I had to realize that I could do better. It is us wanting, it's the pursuit of godliness, righteousness, and holiness. And in that pursuit, we're going to stumble, we're going to make mistakes, and that's okay. The Holy Spirit, God knew, that's why he already sent us the Holy Spirit, okay? In John 16 and 8, Jesus said, he was talking about the Holy Spirit, and he said, and when he comes, he will convict the world of its sin and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. The Holy Spirit is literally here to keep us on track. He is our advocate. He is our intercessor. He is everything that we need to be equipped to do what God has called us to do. And so I really just want to empower y'all to come up against the enemy and bind him in the name of Jesus. When he comes to you trying to condemn you, the price has already been paid. The check is clear, girl. Loans forgiven, child, okay? Like, it's already been paid. He's trying to assign a burden to you that is not yours. Just make sure that you are in relationship with God. If you feel the conviction of the Holy Spirit, be responsive, be sensitive to what God is telling you and do better and keep it pushing. He still loves you beyond measure. He still wants the best for you. Like you can't make one mistake and separate yourself from God. But what happens is we run away because the enemy makes us feel condemned because he's condemned. So I really pray that this empowers you. I pray that if you are struggling or dealing with condemnation, that you feel empowered and that you understand that Jesus has already paid the price. And that's why there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus, because you're in relationship with him. You're a part of the family and he's already paid the bill. So if you are dealing with this, if you are in need of just like further study, I absolutely recommend you read the story of the prodigal son who went out, was sleeping, like asked for his inheritance before his daddy died, which is really reckless to me. But asked for his inheritance, spent all the money up, was sleeping in the pig pen. And when he returned to his father's house, he was afraid because he felt condemned. And the Bible says that he came to himself, like, let me gather, <laughs> right? He came to himself, but he was afraid. He said, maybe I'll go back and ask my dad if I can be a servant in his house. A servant? But you're the son. No, that's not the, you have a royal position. And so when he goes back, the prodigal son, when he goes back, it's celebrated. Like the best calves, get the dinner, all the finest robes, all of that. And in that same way, anytime we repent, we return back to God. He celebrates that. He wants to be in relationship. He's so happy to see us. So condemnation is not our portion. And that's all. Ooh, Mary had a little lamb, period. So that is it for this week's episode. Y'all make sure that y'all follow us on all the things. Instagram, subscribe to YouTube. Go check out our new website and take that faith assessment quiz. It's fire. So until next week, y'all continue to love God. Love people and love yourselves. And I will talk to you later. 
I pray you guys enjoyed this week's episode. Make sure you stay connected with us throughout the week by following us over on Instagram at God Goals and Girl Talk, hitting us up on Twitter at GGGT Podcast, and checking out our website, www.godgoalsandgirltalk.com. The website is lit. It has a free resource library, and you can search podcast episodes based on topics, all the things, okay? So until next week, continue to love God, love people, and love yourselves, And we'll talk to you soon. Bye. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.